Today we've got we've got our we've got our youth with us. Well, both of them, and Riley wherever he's gone. All right. So I want to ask. Hopefully you'll find this engaging. I won't be doing a long Bible study today. We'll be we'll be concentrating on on our young people a bit more. But hopefully you'll um, you'll appreciate the message too. But I just want to ask, what's your favourite sandwich? What's your favourite sandwich? Cheese, tomato, and marmite. Yeah? That's just weird. All right. Fish finger sandwich. Egg and avocado. Okay. Which is? Brie and... Yeah. Really? That, yeah, that sounds like a. Is your name Scooby Doo? Yeah. Are we guessing Maynard growing up in America? Are we guessing it's peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly? Is that yes? It is. Oh. All right. Chip butty. Now you're talking. Yeah. My favourite one when I was growing up, my grandma would make me toasted cheese and tomato sauce sandwiches. They were nice, toasted sandwiches. Yeah. And Marie's dad, his favourite was, was it banana and sugar? Banana and sugar? I mean, if you, if you try it. Maybe, I don't know. All right. But, yeah. Young people, I would like to share with you this morning what I think is Jesus' favourite sandwich. And what... I think Jesus would really think that you would appreciate too, Jesus' favourite sandwich. But in order to do that, I want to actually help you practically with something that actually helped me get my first job when I was 16. Right, when I was 16, I knew I didn't want to do A-levels. I wanted to leave school. And you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to be a minicab driver. But I wasn't old enough to drive, and so my parents said, well, you can leave school, but you're not leaving school unless you've got some kind of job to go to, an apprenticeship or something like that. So I, lined, I had lined up three interviews for an electrician, to be a heating and plumbing engineer, or to work for Royal Mail, working on their machines that sort the, um, the letters and things like that. Those were the three interviews I had. And the, two, the electrician and the plumbing one, the interviews were just asking me questions. But do you know what? The Royal Mail interview, they asked me to do something. Any ideas what the Royal Mail, Royal Mail asked me to do? Sort their letters out? Make a sandwich? Well, yeah. Okay, they asked me to wire a plug. They gave me a plug and they said... Yes. So they, they asked me to wire a plug. Um, so what I want you to do is I want to help you find out the secret of the sandwich. But in order to find out the secret of the sandwich, I want to teach you to wire a plug. Is that all right? Please do. Looking a bit scared? All right. Well, I've got... Well, you got? I've been, I've been shopping and I've, I've wired up some things already. Okay. This is an old POM pump wire. All right. These are brand new ceiling or light rose type bayonet cap fitting thingies. 
So have one of those. And you have one of those. All right, now has anyone else not wired a plug before? Anyone else not wired a plug before? Thankfully, in that interview, my dad had already taught me how to wire a plug. So shakily, I was probably wiring the plug, but I did successfully wire the plug. And thankfully, Royal Mail offered me the job. But I didn't take it. No. The heating and plumbing engineer company offered me the job as well. But I didn't take that one. I took the electrician's apprenticeship. And that's what I did. So, anyone else not wired a plug before? You have. I can't believe everyone here has wired a plug before. Karen. All right, Karen. Did you want to have a go? All right. I mean, you get to take this home, Karen, afterwards. Oops. Anyone else? Anyone else? No? Scaredy cats. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. It's going to be a useful thing, okay? Because you get one of those to clip onto something. You need a bedside table then. There you go. All right. Now I'll give you one of these as well. See if your mum and dad can work out how that attaches to the clip. You've got a washer, a thingy. There you go. There you go, Karen. All that does is. Pass that through there. Okay, and then you feed the washer on. Yeah. And then that one. That's it, and you pull it through. Well, I'm going to get you to do the plug all in your own, but I'll help you with this. Oh. should have left these attached, shouldn't I? Oops. Tell you what, Karen, while I'm doing this, can you hand Noah and Lucy a plug, please? I, I, was, I was struggling too. I'm sorry this is so boring for the rest of you. You will have you will have some pictures on the screen in a minute. Have they got plugs? Take a plug for yourself. Good. Have you have you attached it yet? Okay. Watch, watch me. All right. Watch me. Where am I? Where's the thing? Is okay. Sorry. You got, are you doing well? You've got to pass that through there and then pass the, um, the washer through and then pass that nutty thing through. But before you then pass it through the other hole. Okay. And then that's it. You're doing well, Noah? Well, Lucy's done hers. Good. All right. Okay, so this is what this is what they've made so far. 
A little bayonet holder there to hold your lamp and then for a clip there. And what they're going to do is they're going to attach the plug. Okay. Yes, it does clip to beards. All right. Okay. I should have handed out, shouldn't I? All right. Here we go. There's, there's a, pliers, a pair of pliers each. Okay. Screw that reach. All right. Karen. There we go. Okay. Now, first of all, what we're going to do is we're going to strip our wire. Now, you can use... You can use a knife. Have you ever seen people use a knife and they just cut like that around there? The danger of that is, is that you probably cut the insulation of the cables inside without even realising it. Okay, so what you can do is you get your pliers, all right, get your pliers, and you nibble it. Do you know how you nibble it? You just maybe have, maybe have about six centimetres or so, and you just kind of, just nibble a little bit of the plastic, and you just pull it off like that and you just nibble a bit more careful not to um, not to pinch the insulation of the cables inside you make a mess on your bed and then your wife comes in and says why aren't you doing that in the why aren't you doing that in the garage and do you know what I said because my garage is full of your stuff <laughs> good answer well when I say your stuff I mean dog food and our son's stuff that he's collecting for his flat and things like that but <laughs> she does. Okay. Have you stripped your cable yet? Are you nibbling it? How are you doing? No, don't worry. How about you, Karen? Are you nibbling? Okay. Shall we? For, for the for those that can't see. All right. So you, you might not be able to see me all the way back there. Okay. So you you oh, grab well, a bit like that. Place. Yeah. I'm putting them on place, that's what I was doing. I was doing it in here, so from the end. There we go. All right. Uh, yeah, there we go. It should look like this. How's it going? Get in there. Yeah. Oh, you can see wires. That's good. I mean, the main thing is, is that you actually get the wires and, and the insulation inside, the, the green, brown, and green, and some blue isn't chewed. That's good. And then just snip that bit off, Noah. Doing well. Okay. All right. And you're left with, in this particular cable, three, three cores. I'm not uh, organised at all. I haven't got my pen, have I? Okay. So we won't write them down. We'll just remember. All right. You got your three cores, Noah? Got your three? Karen? Yeah. All right. Now, what are their names? Any ideas? Before we get help from the others. Rod, Jane, and Freddie. Okay. All right. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. What are their technical names? When you go to the shop and you want a three-core piece of flex, well, they live, neutral, and earth. Okay. Which one's the live? Oh. I should get my pen, shouldn't I? Okay. Wendy apparently has wired loads of plugs before. 
Yeah. All right, yeah, we're going to plug them in in a minute. This is going to be exciting. Okay. Brown, blue, and we'll say green. It's green and yellow, isn't it? But um, we'll say green for the sake. Okay, brown is live. Blue is neutral. And green is earth. Okay. Now, I'm not sure if you were in, in, the, in the service last month when I was talking to the youth, uh, Noah and Lucy, but I said that you're not just a bag of bones, organs and a brain walking around. I said you have a spirit too. You're not just a body with organs and a brain. You have a spirit, okay? Now, your spirit is the part of you that becomes born again, made new. And in the beginning, in Genesis, it said God made man and woman in his image. And then later Jesus came along and said God is spirit. So in making, God, in making people in his image, because God is spirit, he made you a spirit. He gave you a body as well to live in, but he gave, made you a spirit. And that's also the part of you that lives forever. Our body gets left behind, doesn't it? And rots and... But our spirit lives forever. <clears throat> and actually, because God is spirit, that's the part of us that God speaks to the most. That's the way he communicates with us the most. It's from spirit to spirit. Okay, so our spirits are very, very important. Now, if we were to liken our spirit to one of these cables, <clears throat> brown, blue, or green and yellow, which one do you think it would be? Brown, why? Because it's live. It's where the power flows through, doesn't it? The, the brown one is where the power flows all the way to the plug, to the lamp. Okay, And just like our spirits, that's where the power of God flows and dwells. It gets connected with God's spirit when we become Christians. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, repent from our sins and turn to him as our saviour, our spirits get born again and the Holy Spirit lives there. And that's where the power flows, the power of love. God's love, ability to forgive others. God's ability to love even our enemies. God's instruction, God's inspiration, okay, flows, the power flows. Even sometimes gifts of healing, all sorts of power flows through our spirits. All right, now, the next bit, what do you think the earth cable might represent? We've, we've talked about the live, which is our spirit. What does the earth cable represent? Our body, yeah, our ground. It's also, sometimes the earth is called ground as well, particularly in cars, it's called ground. Why is that? Because actually the earth is connected somewhere to the earth. You'll find at some point, to our, our source of power, the earth wire is dug in the whole ground somewhere. It, it contacts the earth. And our body is very much like that. God gave us a body. He gave us a spirit, and then he created a body so we could live on this earth. Okay? Rather like the earth cable. It touches the earth. All right. So what about the neutral what do you think the blue cable? We talked about the life being our spirit, the earth being our, like our body. We're actually three parts, not just a body and a spirit. The Bible says we have three parts to us. Do you know what that is? Any ideas before we, we ask everyone else? Spirit. Soul. Soul. Yeah, we have a soul. Believe it or not, we, also, we have a spirit, we have a body, and we have a soul. Now, our soul is probably the bit that joins our spirit and our body together. It's in the middle. 
rather like the blue, the neutral. The blue is in the middle. The power goes up, the green, the, the brown, sorry, and then it returns via the blue, which is also in contact right at the back where our fuse box is. The blue is linked to the earth. So the blue is in between the brown and the earth, and our soul is in between our spirit and our body. Okay? Now, our soul is the amazing part of us, which is who we are. It's our character, it's our emotions, it's a beautiful part of us that God made to express who we are. Your soul can be filled with love, can't it? Joy. Ever experienced joy in your soul and your feelings? Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All these wonderful things. Also, God's wisdom can comfort in our soul. God's guidance and inspiration comes in our soul. Our soul is a beautiful thing. However, because our soul is also in contact with the earth and it sort of like gets upset from the things around us as well, our soul carries bitterness, anxiety, frustration, unforgiveness, some of the negative things we experience as well. So our soul is an amazing thing, but it carries good and bad in it. We experience good and bad, don't we? The good news is, is that Jesus is the shepherd of our soul. So we need to come to Jesus for him to take care of our soul, to deal with the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, the anxiety, and things like that. Okay? Right. So we've got our three, three cables. Now, a big part of learning how to let Jesus shepherd your soul, how to have more of God's love, joy, peace, patience, forgiveness, and things like that come in our soul, and less of the anxiety, the resentment, and anger, a big part of that is learning about the sandwich, Jesus' sandwich. However, to learn about the sandwich, we need to wire the plug. All right? So here comes the next bit. You got your plugs? Undo your plugs, please. That's it, Karen. Undo your plug. Shall we? Uh, we'll do the next picture, just so they know what, what everyone else who's undoing their plug is looking at. They're going to undo their plug. Tell you what. <coughs> I'll undo mine. All right, so you undo your plug. Don't worry if things fall out because they go back only in one place anyway. So you'll know where they go because they only go and fit, only fit in one place. All right? Okay. So, with your plug and your cable, what you're going to do is just hold it in place, a bit like there. Just hold it with your, fit, your thumb in place because you want the right lengths for your cable because at the moment, my lengths are too long, aren't they? They're not going to fit in the plug. So basically, you hold it, we get your dad to hold it, and you work out where each cable is going to go, and you cut it to length. Okay, Noah? That's good. Holding it over, then with your pliers, you think, right, that, that blue, that neutral, is going to go to that bottom one, bottom left one, so I'm going to cut that to size. And then that one up there, that's the earth is going to go right up to the top. So I'll cut that one to size. Can you imagine me doing this in an interview? I must have been shaking. 
You know, sometimes bad history repeats itself, doesn't it? You know, your parents did something bad and you do something bad. Well, actually, good history repeats itself as well. Do you know I got offered three jobs, one of them being Royal Mail. Well, years later, our son Ben at 16, he doesn't, well, actually 15, he doesn't want to go to A-levels as well. He wants to leave school. Ben, just like my parents told me, if you want to leave school, you have to have some kind of trade or, or job to go to. So he got offered three jobs too. One at Ford, one at Mercedes, and guess where else? Royal Mail. Not, not as an engineer for their um, uh, machines, but for a mechanic for their vehicles. Guess which one he went for? Mercedes, yeah. Okay, you got them to length? No? Almost? Karen, you got them to length? That's it. Bit of help from Colette. All right. Do you know our soul is a bit like a sponge? Our soul soaks up whatever's around it, the good and bad. You just can't help it, can you? You can't help your soul experiencing the good and the bad. But what you need to do is you need to allow Jesus, the shepherd and caretaker of your soul, it says in 2 Peter, 1 Peter 2.25, to take care of it, to look after it. One of the ways I've found, have you, have you finished yet? Yes. Yeah? Okay. All right. I'll share with you in a little bit. So what you're doing next is you want to strip the ends of your cables because the copper inside is the bit that needs to touch with your terminals, okay? So you get your favourite pliers. These have been with me since I was 16. Get your favourite pliers. And if, you, if you're really posh, you can have wire strippers, okay? I haven't got wire strippers. So you just, a bit more nibbling, you just kind of gently squeeze and the end comes off, okay? Not too much because you'll cut it off, but too little and it just won't come off. So you just gently squeeze and the end comes off. And you do that for all three, okay? These are still sharp after all these years of abuse. They've cut screws and nails and all sorts. Okay. Have you done that? Well, what I've found is with, with my soul, the best way I've found, Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give rest for your souls. Learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and I will give rest for your souls, he says. And I've found the best way for me to coming to Jesus and finding rest for my soul is by writing him a letter every day. For, is it 13 years now? Pretty much every day, I've written a letter to Jesus, pouring out my soul to him. And do you know what? It works. It works. Coming to Jesus and lifting up. In Lamentations 2.19, it says, pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. That's what I do when I write my letter. Dear Lord Jesus, or good morning, Lord Jesus. Have you done it? How are you doing, Karen? How are you doing, Dennis? Okay. I thought it'd take a little while, but not this long. All right. Uh, well, yeah, once, once you've stripped them, just gently twist them. Otherwise, they start fraying. So just twist them in one direction. doesn't matter which way. Twist them so they're all twisted together. All right? Then when you've done that, you can get your plug. Oh, I've lost my uh, screwdriver. Get your plug. You see this plasticky thing here? Whoop. 
one of my bits has fallen out. You want to slide, like the picture up there, you want to slide your cable through that. Thanks, Mike. So you might need to undo the screws a little bit if it's too tight. You can actually take it all the way off, which might be a bit easier. I don't know how long it took me in my interview, but the, uh, it must have sounded like an age. How are you doing, Karen? And Dennis and Colette? All right. Has anyone ever bled a radiator? I know I've preached this before, but has anyone ever bled a radiator? Yes. yes. It's quite satisfying, isn't it? Letting all that hiss out and then feeling the heat coming back into your radiator. You feel quite satisfied, don't you? It's quite a successful feeling. Well, we're all a bit like radiators in the fact our souls carry hiss. Our souls carry hiss. Some people hiss a bit more than others, don't they? But what's happening is air has got trapped in the system and it blocks the... Um, it blocks the uh, Circulation, that's the word, of the hot water. And it blocks it in the radiator. There's just air. And you need to let the air out in order for the water to go back up to the top of the radiator and circulate around. And our souls are like that. We get built up with a lot of hot air and hiss through things that we've done, sins, through things that people have done to us or said to us. And you know what? Just like a radiator needs a good plumber, your soul needs Jesus. Simple as that. You can find soul rest or soul restoration in relationships, in alcohol, in chocolate, in sex, in all sorts of things. You can find a bit of soul rest, but actually a lot of it doesn't give your soul a bit of a rest. It makes it feel worse. It just gives you temporary kind of numbness. There's, no new, there's only one person that can give your soul proper rest, and that's Jesus. Now, however you come to him, that's between you and him. But you need to come to him. And it won't happen instantly, because your soul is an amazing, fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. Well, you, no, this is my sermon. <laughs> yeah. Do you know they did? They did a. Um, they did a uh, a report. I guess I read it in a not Christian magazine, a normal magazine, uh, a secular magazine, um, where they tried it on athletes. Now, this wasn't a Christian thing at all, but scientifically, they tried to get athletes to um, expressively journal each day, and they, re they recorded their recovery rates from injuries and their blood pressure and things like that, and their bloods. And they found that those athletes that uh, emotionally journaled, and they're not talking to Jesus or God, they're just emotionally journaling, they're kind of getting their feelings out on paper, they found that they recovered far more quicker and had far better blood results and um, 
uh, immune systems than those that didn't. Now, what they're discovering is the science that God already created us to be. We need to let it out. We need to pour it out. And actually, journaling will, in any, in any way, will actually give you a bit of release. But when you journal to Jesus, you're actually coming to your Lord and Saviour. And you're fellowshipping with him. Okay. All right. Are we done? Yeah? I think the brown one's still a bit long. That's right. If it fits, it fits. Yeah. If you can fit the plug, if you can fit the lid on, then, then you're winning. All right. I'll put my lid on. Oh. I've lost my screw. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okie doke. Yeah. I used to struggle with the Psalms. I used to find Psalms quite difficult. They're either too too joyful and praisy if I was feeling miserable. And then other psalms were just what I thought was a bit, um, a bit sinful. You know, David asking God to smash the teeth of his enemies and stuff like that. You can't ask that. You're supposed to forgive your enemies, not ask God to smash their teeth. But when I realised that what the psalms are are just being honest with God. And that's what you need to be. Honest with God. That's part of pouring out your heart to him. David wrote, morning, noon and night, I pour out my complaint before my God. You can, you can complain to him, as long as you do it in a respectful way. You can complain. Pour out your complaints. He knows anyway. He's not, you're not going to shock him, are you? <gasps> I didn't know you thought that. The Bible says that he knows our thoughts and intentions. Okay. How are you doing? We're good. We're good? Oh, that's fine. I think that's a spare one. All right. Now... I've got you some LED bulbs. Now, they don't get very hot at all. It might take half an hour for them to get warm. So you can kind of touch this when you first plug it in, things like that, and move it around on your clip. With no problem at all. Do you want to put your, your bulb in? All right. That's all right, as long as it gets done, eventually. Did they test every bulb you bought? All right. Did they before you took it home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look like a dead spider, don't they, in the bottom of the. Okay. We ready? Yeah? All right. So, we're going to plug them in. Should we plug them in and see if they work? Actually. Yeah, we can plug them in. I haven't checked them yet. I'll check them in a minute. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, Trevor. Okay. Right. Um, So, before we plug them in, okay, I just want to reveal to you the mystery of the sandwich. Is that right? Before we light up your bulbs. Okay, the mystery of the sandwich. What is Jesus' favourite sandwich? And what would he like you to eat from the sandwich? Okay, Proverbs 20. Can someone look up Proverbs 20? If you've got a Bible there, young people as well. Proverbs 20. I'm going to just tell you, and I'll just check your, check your plugs. Oh, Nick, are you confident with your plugs? Uh, yeah. Good. Well, I'm perhaps Fair not. Okay. You might say it's too 
That's all right. No, I'm just, I'm just checking you got them in the right terminals before I plug them in. Yeah, that's excellent. Well done, Noah and, and Jude. Okay. You're confident with yours? Good. Proverbs 20. I've forgotten the verse. Okay, we're just going to find out the sandwich that Jesus likes. Okay, Proverbs 20, 27. It says... Anyone? That's the message, isn't it? The spirit of conscience of man is the lamp of the Lord. Okay, that, that, I don't know what Jackie has said, but your one, which is the New Living Translation, is it? No, it's the Amplified. Amplified says, again, sorry? The spirit, the spirit the conscience of man is the lamp of the Lord. Okay, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Okay? So God has created our spirit to be a lamp inside us. Right? And it gets really bright when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside us and we get connected to the power of God. So our spirit is a lamp inside us. Okay, Another, another, another scripture, the second one, Psalm 119. As well as our spirit being a lamp inside us, there's another lamp. Psalm 119, 105. Oh, you know that by heart, do you, Maynard? Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Okay, so there's two lamps, your spirit and the Bible, God's word. Okay, so when your spirit is a lamp inside you and you've got the word of God in front of you, there's light inside you and there's light in front of you in your body. What is the sandwich? Lucy, Noah, what is the sandwich that Jesus wants you to have? Mm, What's it made out of, do you think? Jam? Light. It's a light sandwich. And what is in the middle of this sandwich? If your spirit is a light and what you're reading through your eyes is a light, what's in the middle? Faith? Well, yes, but I'm trying to get your soul. Basically, if your body is reading the, the light and your spirit is glowing with the light, in the middle is your soul. And that is the sandwich that Jesus wants you to have. A light sandwich where it's light in you and light in front of you and so your soul is in between these two bits of light. Isn't that amazing? And that is when your soul is flooded with the light of Jesus. When you've got not just the light inside you but in light in front of you and you're listening to or watching or reading the word of God. Okay, should we plug it in? Come up. Come up and plug it in. You've got Noah's. I've got Noah's. Ooh. Should we plug it in? Is it, pl- is it switched on? Yep. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. <laughs> How about yours, Lucy? No, I don't know what you did wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I did. We know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Karen, what about yours? Is it finished? No, yes? Okay, all right, okay. My ruse is up. Did you know you didn't have the fuse in? Yes? Lucy, did you know you didn't have the fuse in? You don't know what a fuse is? Okay. 
All right. So, nope. I'll give you a fuse. Woo! I'm dropping them all. Karen, there's your fuse. I need one. Have you got one there? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Did you want to open your plug and put the fuse back in? I've got no idea. There you go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, they're moaning about my extension cable. Guess what I use this extension cable for in the garden? Cutting the grass, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've ridden over that a few times. All right, so yes, we didn't have the fuse in. And that, now, it's no good reading the Bible, which is the light in front of you, getting it into your soul, if you're not born again. Because the Bible says that... God's word is only discerned spiritually. If you haven't got the spirit, it says in 1 Corinthians, it says you cannot understand what God is saying because God's word is spiritually discerned. So there's no point reading the Bible and reading it and reading it if you're not born again. If you don't receive this new birth and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit who can then give you this understanding. So hopefully, once you put your fuses in, have you all done, Dennis? All right, should we check yours first, Karen? <laughs> okay, I beg your pardon. Thanks, Eric. Are you in? Did you want to come up and try it, or do you trust Derek? Is that in? It looks a bit wobbly. Uh, yeah, there we go. Come on in. Thank you. Okay. I don't know if it's switched on or off. You haven't touched it? Okay, should we turn around and face the other people? So, are we ready? Well done. There we go. Did I? Oh. What did I do? I was here. Noah. I think so. Oh. Maybe that's mine. Don't worry. Okay. But there's no bulb. All right. Okay. Did you want to, to turn it on? Or did you want me to? Get you a bulb? Okay, you can switch it on then. Whoa, well done. This is where I could get When we first become born again, our souls are so used to listening to what the world says, what we grow up experiencing and knowing, what 
we were taught in everywhere that we're not used to listening to our new born-again lit-up spirits. But when we realise that this is the case and we need to have this sandwich, the word of God in front of us and his light on the inside, the more we read the word in front of us, the more our soul begins to realise that my spirit is also agreeing with this. The Bible says your, your spirit testifies and your conscience inside you testifies that the word of God is true. And so when you put yourself in this light sandwich, the light within you and the light of the word, God's word before you, your soul becomes more and more flooded with the light of God. Okay? So that's the sandwich that I think Jesus wants you to have and enjoy this morning. All right. Thanks for your patience. I thought it would be much quicker than, than it was, but I'm glad that uh, three more people got to learn how to wire a plug, just in case you ever get asked in an interview. Can you wire a plug, please? <laughs>